Y2K Pop Universe. Yes, we are back on our regular scheduled programming. Oh my goodness, I feel like so much has happened. Um, so we, I did the the Spice Girls series, and that was really fun. Um, and then I, I was going to take a break anyway, but I actually ended up getting freaking COVID again, and that totally sucked ass. Um, Jeez, do you know, like, oh my god, also happy Mercury retrograde. Not sure if you know or care, but Mercury just entered retrograde last week, so stay safe out there, expect delays, um, read everything twice, and I think we're in it for like three weeks, so buckle up, baby. Um, and I'm so excited to come back with this series. I want to talk about a little album called Hotel Paper by Michelle Branch. And I jokingly called this, I'm like half serious, but I, I compared it to Carol King's Tapestry, which is a great album. Um, but I, I really do think so. I think this was... Okay, you, I know I started this series to cover like the debut of albums, but I didn't really like Michelle Branch's debut album. It was just alright, The Spirit Room. It, it got her off the ground, so, you know, I'm not hating on it, and I know she's a singer-songwriter, so she primarily is behind these songs, so I don't want to hate on any artist's work. Um, but it was just alright. Um, of course, it had everywhere, you know, all you wanted. Um, they even used a song from it. Um, there was like a sorority show on MTV. It was so good. I'm going to try and find it on YouTube. It was, I think it was just called Sorority Girls, Sorority Sisters. Anyway, they used a, a Michelle Branch song as a theme song. So it was an all right album. But Hotel Paper came out, and it came out in a very stacked summer. I believe this was the summer of two, 2003. Chee, wow, wow, that was 20 years ago. Holy crap. Um, I think it was the same summer. Well, I know it was the same summer as Beyonce's solo debut, Crazy in Love, or Dangerously in Love. Um, so that was obviously, like, the arguably the song of 2003 um but it came out in the summer and i think also liz fair 
came out with her album, and that was pretty controversial because it was more on the pop side of things, um, and she was like an indie girl. Um, and then Michelle Branch's album came out, and I think there's just 2003 was a stacked year, but summer of 2003, I remember buying those albums specifically, and it was such a that was a transformative summer for me. Um, so I have a lot of great memories, but I still listen to this album. Um, I think it's so so strong, and I just think it's so beautiful, and I think um, a lot of the topics that you know, are discussed are still applicable today. And um, I just, let's just start it off right at the gate with Are You Happy Now? The first single. Um, And man, it was an intense departure. Uh, You know, she came out with the spirit room and that was very much, it wasn't too teeny bopper, but it was pretty soft. Uh, But Are You Happy Now? Boom. Right. We're, we're talking edge. I mean, the video itself is super edgy, dark. I mean, her hair is longer now. She got money, so she looks great this time. I mean, she didn't look bad. But you know when you can just see that elevation of a star? Um, so everything is super, super polished on this album. Um, and apparently, I was looking through different interviews, um, when she was recording Are You Happy Now, uh, Dave Navarro actually plays out in this song. They were recording in the same studio. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction. And um, yeah, I mean, that was super cool to find out. I had no idea. Um, but I just love this song. It's just a quintessential, angry breakup song. Uh, my theory is and maybe i don't know maybe i you know my research is a little haphazard (laughs) but my theory is this album it it the the relationship songs i have a feeling that this is about somebody who had a partner i it's giving the vibes of like they're sneaking around she's very passionate about whoever she's singing about in this album and the the album was primarily written on like the hotel paper stationery which is why it's called hotel paper and it was written when she was touring for her first album um but the way that she sings like i'm like this is somebody who is definitely a toxic relationship um that she's reflecting on but i there's this vibe that i get i can't explain why um but whoever she's romancing with i feel like i feel like they're trying to keep it a secret or like the uh you know the dude has to keep it away from his main girl um that's just the vibe that i get and i think this pretty much sets the tone for the whole album um there's always something in the background there's a lot of questioning on this album about you know um she's she's been all over the world she wants to find that right person but she's like haunted by this intense love that um is just bringing her down clearly so i my my theory is that the dude called it off he went to go be with his original girl, and now she's pissed. Now, this is all conjecture, but Michelle's angry on this song. But it's so good. The whole thing, it starts off quiet, and it builds up into this 
big explosive chorus and then you know it goes down again it, it's it's so so good it's it's like it's a classic uh you know structure when it comes to one of these types of songs but it never gets old it's so good um and quite a departure um you know because at this point people thought she was just like a singer songwriter you know and and singer songwriters especially women in this time they had a a certain persona uh, excuse me persona they were gonna follow like kind of soft but she comes out swinging with are you happy now it's on trl it's a hit and it's just such a great song and i love that i think this was kind of like well more electric guitars were used on this album than the spirit room the spirit room was very acoustic um but i just love the rock i love the edge um it's so good so track number one single number one um and the video is kind of like a it, i think the whole thing kind of starts as like it, the album starts with an intro that's like uh like an old-timey like uh they call them nickelodeons like where you would see old footage of movies and you would like spin the wheel i don't know that sounds super old it sounds like i'm not that old but you know what i'm talking about when you hear the album intro you'll know what i mean um, but that kind of carries over into the video. Uh, it's just a very uh, moody, dark affair, uh, kind of a vintage feel. Um, so anyway, great. I can't, you know, I love this song so much. Great for driving around and getting out your driver's aggression. Uh, then we go into track two which is where we start to get i think a little bit more of the meat of the album is called find your way back um and this song you know it 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 is kind of like talking about a relationship probably i'm telling you this is a a relationship about someone who is hopeful that she's going to get back with her her man and but this man has a wife but there's like an air of delusion on the album but in a good way but in a in a way where I feel like we've all been delusional about relationships where you're like oh no you're gonna find your way back to me but the song itself is also kind of questioning I think age I mean she was only like 20 when she wrote this but I feel like when you're 20 years old and you've been in the business a couple of years like that ages you mentally and so now she's kind of questioning she used to get away with so much now i can't get away and um i just think she's she's going back and forth on this complicated relationship and so but but the existential questions start um on this song and it's a nice it's a it's a it's a bridge song
I feel like it's still this is giving the spirit room uh, just in terms of production um, and, and uh, you know this is a little bit more acoustic driven this is giving like a classic Michelle sound but it's a bridge song to the next song but also we can't it, it, it starts that internal questioning of looking at the world around you um, and just kind of dealing with all the inner voices that you may have about where you are in your early 20s and the insecurities that you face. So with that being said, then it leads us into the third song. I'm going to be covering three to four songs depending on album length now instead of doing individual songs. And um, that way I feel, you know... There are some times when I have really not much to add to songs. Some songs are just also not that great <laughs> to give a full episode to. Um, so I decided I'm going to start compiling, you know, a group of the album. That way I can still be with you and you can put me on in the background, um, you know, but it won't be for so short of a time. Um, but yes, let's get to the next song, which is Empty Handed. Uh, Michelle specifically spoke about this song in an interview with AOL First Listen. Remember that? Man, I could never get those videos to work. I had a shit-ass... It was either I had shit-ass internet or I had a shit-ass computer or... Oh, shit. I was trying not to cuss. Oh, man. Oh well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep it, bro. Um, I'm just gonna have to mark it with explicit language, which is fine. Um, but you know, I like for everyone to listen. Um, but anyway, shit ass computer. I think I had a shit ass computer and a shit ass internet, so I could never really watch any of like the AOL interviews. Um, but she specifically mentions this song, track three, Empty Handed, um, and how in this album as a whole, she had more creative control, um, which is kind of surprising. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I thought that... It's, I don't know. I, I really thought that artists had... Um, like a super tight hold on them, but I guess she had proven herself enough to um, be able to stretch her creativity on this album. And she said she wanted a a string arrangement on the album, and she didn't want it from a, a keyboard. She wanted like a live orchestra, and she got it. They allowed her to put a live orchestra on the song, and you hear that. And this song is definitely, like, it is the best song on this album.
What it is essentially talking about is just moving around and kind of running away from your problems. Um, you know, in this album, it was written a lot about when she was traveling. And um, I think she was using this time traveling as escapism. And it is true when you're traveling like that in the way that they do, I'm sure it's crazy. I, I, you know, living in a hotel, essentially living out of suitcases. Um, but even for people who don't go on tours, um, especially if you've lived other places, you realize that no matter how much you travel, where you go, you can never really run from yourself. Um, and you end up facing yourself at every corner and it's really really crazy how that happens at some point you're like shit i can't get away from this shit <laughs> but also the song is is talking about um just wanting to accomplish something um with your life there's this there's this like anxiety in the song that I feel that the orchestra really elevates because it's kind of like when your brain is buzzing and there's just like too much because she's talking about how she wants to take this chance. She's not going to look back. She's just going for it and uh, trying to escape people that are are dealing with that, uh, what is it called? Crabs in a bucket. Crabs in a bucket? Lobsters in a bucket? No. Anyway, that stupid euphemism. Uh, I think it's crab in a bucket mentality. Um, so it's all about traveling, trying to escape yourself, but you can never really escape yourself, you know? Um, but definitely one of her best tracks. There's uh, live performances of it, of all these songs, I'm sure, but definitely of Are You Happy Now and with Empty Handed as well. So in this episode, we talked about Are You Happy Now? find your way back, and empty-handed. And in the next episode, I'll talk about the next three songs. But this, if, if anything, if you take anything away from this episode, listen to Empty-Handed. I just think it is perfect for the whole album. Uh, this song is when you realize, like, we're not in the spirit room anymore. Um, and I think this song elevates the entire album. The entire album is within these first three songs. You're going to get a lot of existential questions. You're going to get a lot of yearning. There's a lot of yearning in this album. It's a beaut- And that's why it's so beautiful. Um... But it's yearning uh, for love. It's learning for lasting love. It's yearning for understanding of oneself. And I think that's why this album 
really stayed with me because even as I grew into my older years, <laughs> it still deals with a lot of stuff that I found that no matter what age you are, you deal with these questions all the time. Um, at least I do. I got a lot of voices in my head. <laughs> Just letting you know. So if, if you don't, hey, consider yourself uh, lucky. But for all of us chronic overthinkers out there, this album might be for you. Um, especially if you enjoy singer-songwriter pop stars of the 2000s. There were quite a bit. Apparently, you know, I kept watching that AOL interview. Um, so there was obviously Michelle Branch, Avril, who apparently, and Avril and um, Vanessa Carlton. And they would constantly ask um, Michelle Branch about those two um, in comparison and stuff like that. So it was really a stacked time for singer-songwriters. Now, I mean, we still have singer-songwriters, right? But I feel like there was just this this collective at the at the time. But um you know, maybe I'm just not well versed in pop culture enough. Um I mean, th- the music culture has changed so much. It's it's wild. Um we are in the world of algorithms at this time and it kind of makes it hard to keep up with everything. Um but I always trying to stay on the forefront of what's going on. Um but anyway, this was a nice little project to listen to. I love this album very much. So please go take a listen to these songs. Go listen to Hotel Paper. We love Michelle Branch. And most of all, thank you for listening. I super, super appreciate it. You can find me on Instagram at Y2KPopUniverse. And make sure to follow, tell your friends, stream me in the background, rate me, and let's keep the party going, y'all. Thank you so much. My name is Justin. You are listening to the Y2KPopUniverse, and I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.